welcome to this week's podcast of The Uneven Road with Dr. Bill Hennessy. Not all of us are called to the easy places. The roads we're called to travel can be really uneven. Building on his rich experience as a pastor, missionary, educator, and leadership coach, Bill brings encouragement, conversation, and new ideas to help you better communicate Christ's hope to the people you are called to serve. Welcome once again to The Uneven Road with Dr. Bill Hennessy. I'm here again with Dr. Bill. How are you doing today, Dr. Bill? Doing great. It's good to be with you. You too, sir. Well, I want to take a minute now and ask you and talk about uh, something here, rendering aid to the level of our ability. Uh, with this topic, how can this relate to a person in a, in, a, in a church ministry or missions position? I think a lot of us as Christian leaders feel compelled to be perfect. We hear the wonderful stories of mega churches and great leaders, and we compare ourselves to that. And our context may not allow for the same reality. In fact, I think what God calls us to do is to be faithful and to do the best job that we can in any given situation. That's so true. Now, uh, in this in this conversation, you, you'd mentioned that you were an EMT, and there's a story you want to share about that that relates to this topic. Uh, first, can you tell me a little bit about like, how long were you an EMT and what, what position, when, when was this that you were doing that? Sure. I was an EMT when I was pastoring in northern Idaho many years ago. And I did it for about five years. We covered a huge area. There were about 50 square miles in our ambulance district. It was the days before 911. You actually had to call the ambulance number. We were paged, and then we drove down to the ambulance and went out from there. Uh, did the very best we could in order to give help to people that were in need. Wow. Now, did you find that being an EMT gave you a special in with some of the community? Was it a, a good strategy to kind of get yourself in front of people more often? Yeah, I mean, obviously, in addition to trying to help people in crisis, you want to be able to get into people's lives and uh, make a difference for them. And since I lived in a community that was very close to the church and to faith, uh, it was often difficult to get to know people. But once you ran an ambulance call and had an encounter with the family in that context, they related to you differently. And it wasn't long before most of the community was referring to me as Pastor Bill. That's incredible. That's a huge place to be. And now I would imagine it's kind of interesting as a pastor being an EMT. Were you ever an EMT on call on Sundays? Sometimes when there was no one else to go out, I was on call. And I can remember one time the ambulance uh, pager going off right as I was about to speak. Uh, I had to actually uh, make a quick excuse and run out the back door. And I think probably for the congregation, it was a mercy because I'm not so sure my message that day was all that great. But uh, yeah, it was a little compromising at times. It would be very confusing for a guest to walk in watching the pastor sprint out the back door. That'd be odd. <laughs> yeah, I think the worst of it was uh, one day when I got called out five times in the morning and evening services. Oh, uh, during the day, five times, and I was just about to introduce a missionary speaker for the evening service when the ambulance ringer went off again. And uh, that was probably a little too much, but uh, as it was, I ended up becoming good friends with that family. That's fantastic. Well, Bill, can we, can we talk now? You mentioned there's a story you want to share that specifically spoke to the idea of rendering aid to the level of your ability. Would you take a minute now, uh, a couple minutes here, and just share that story with us and how it applies to this conversation? Sure. I was... Uh, on call on a particular Friday, it was a hot August day, about 100 degrees, and the ambulance uh, buzzer went off, and sure enough, there had been a motor vehicle on, uh, accident on the highway. It was horrific. A hay truck, uh, a one-ton pickup full of hay plus a trailer full of hay was coming down a steep embankment toward the highway. They lost control of their vehicle, and they T-boned 
an electrician's utility vehicle. And uh, one of the people in the truck, uh, the pickup truck was dead. One was uh, severely injured. One walked away unharmed. But the guy pinned in that utility vehicle was pinned in a way that I had never seen before. In fact, it was almost impossible to get the man out. So here we are on a hot day trying to render aid. We're standing in a pool of gasoline, oh, looky-loos from the sidelines are calling into us, telling us what we ought to be doing different, smoking their cigarettes oh, while we're goodness. standing in that fuel. It was a really bad situation. Uh, we kept trying to get to the man. We couldn't even verify that he was alive. Finally, we got him uh, to the point of where we knew we could call for heart flight. They came, they landed, they were waiting for us. They're tapping their toes on the pavement, telling us to hurry up. And we're still trying to get this guy out. We finally extricate him from the vehicle, get him packaged for the uh, helicopter. And that's the last we heard of it for a little while anyway. And I went home kind of discouraged and my mind played tricks on me. It was just really an agonizing situation. But about a week later, I was on a transport into that same big town where we had transported this guy, and I stopped up at the neurointensive care unit to check on him, and I kind of wish I hadn't, because I checked with the charge nurse to find out where he was, his bed was empty, and she said, well, I wish those EMTs had never helped this guy. He's left a wife and small kids. He's going to be a vegetable. The situation is just horrible. I oh. wish they had just never helped this guy out in the first place. He could have just died. My goodness. That's, that's unbelievable. Now, I can't imagine that would have felt very good. I can't imagine that would have been, a, been, been easy on your mind. Uh, I, also, I can't imagine that's the end of the story. Is there more to this? Yeah, there is more to it. I mean, I was devastated. It got to the point of where I, I was so traumatized by what had happened. I stopped running with the ambulance. I stopped running with the fire departments. I was so discouraged by what hadn't happened, what I didn't see that day, that I kind of gave up. Mm -hmm. And as it was, I transitioned into uh, missionary service. I was out raising funds for our first uh, trip into Africa when a, a friend of mine from the area called and said, hey, did you see the local newspaper? And I said, no. And he says, well, you got to come in and see this. And so I drive into his office, and there on the desk is a little one-inch uh, article from the newspaper, the local weekly, that said uh, this guy, age 27, who had been in a horrific car accident, returned to work one year to the day after he was severely injured on the highway. And I was completely blown away by that. Wow. My word. I mean, just, that must have been such a relief on your mind to, to know that, you know, it, it, it worked out. Things, things kind of came together. What, what exactly did that teach you? What did that, uh, what lesson did that, that teach you in that moment? Well, you know, God began to deal with me. I had been carrying such a weight of guilt and shame over what we weren't able to do that day, how long it took to get him out, over how badly he was injured. And I carried that with me, even onto the travels as raising a f uh, funds for the mission. And, and uh, God just finally kind of hit me between the two eyes and said, Bill, you're not responsible for the outcome. You're only responsible to render aid to the level of your ability. You did that. The outcome was always mine to mm. determine. That is so good. It. You know, I, I think we both can speak and feel the, the same sense of, as ministers, you know, 
feeling that maybe we lack somewhere and that we don't have the ability to really succeed or to accomplish what God has put in front of us. How, how does this apply to a minister in a place where maybe he feels like he's lacking or maybe he feels like he's doesn't have the right tools or the ability to make things happen? How does this speak to a person in that situation? Well, God doesn't call most of us to mega church situations where we have unlimited resources. Most of us serve in context where the dollar is always tight, the people are always uh, too few or, or not of a good mind to help, or, you know, there's a lot of ways that we get discouraged, but God wants us to understand we're not being judged by what someone else somewhere else does, someone else somewhere else does. He's judging us by what we're able to do and whether or not we trust him to make up the difference. Yeah, I think every single pastor can relate to that idea and that thought of, feeling like they've lacked or maybe not done all they could or felt like maybe that's, they did something wrong, even though they gave all their, their best. Um, Bill, would you just right now, if, if there's a, if there's a person listening, there's a minister, a missionary, a pastor or whatever, who's in a situation like this, uh, would you just share to that person what you feel like God would want them to know uh, about their situation, about where they're at? Would you just give them a word of encouragement on, uh, along these lines? Sure. God didn't make a mistake when he called you to your context. Whether you're in a small church in America or you're serving in a hard mission field overseas, be aware that God puts you there because you have gifts and talents that he wants to use in an extraordinary way. But don't limit God to your gifts and talents. Trust him to make up the difference between what's needed and what you're able to do. And I think if we can keep in mind that we're not responsible for the outcome, we're only responsible to render aid to the best of our ability, I think a lot of us would think twice before discouragement took over. I think we'd release some of that anxiety, that fear, that frustration, and we'd be able to have uh, a little bit more of a positive outlook in the church or the, the place that God called you to minister. That's awesome. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Dr. Bill, for this uh this word and this time, you know, I always appreciate our conversations. I know the people that listen to this enjoy uh, and learn a lot from your uh, experience. So I want to thank you again, everybody, for listening to this episode of uh, The Uneven Road with Dr. Bill Hennessy. Uh, thank you, Bill, for the conversation and uh, look forward to hearing more from you in the future. My pleasure. Have a great day.